You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. It was good. It was it was a lot of fun, and he seemed like a super normal guy. We were just having some beers, hanging out, just did, talking did, about our golf round. Did he give you butterflies? Uh, no, I didn't quite get butterflies, but I knew he was what? the one. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. The NFL, full of hypocrites. Is the NFL becoming hypocritical by suspending slash banning players for gambling? 58% of you say yes. Jim is correct, is what they're saying about Hamilton. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Mounds are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Are, are you saying that I... What are you saying? I'm just messing with you. That's okay. all I'm doing. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I just wanted to mess with you. That, that was it. I still don't know where I stand on players gambling. I keep going back and forth. Like Part of me is like, who cares? Let them do what they want. And then the other part of me is like, well, they're all buddies with each other. Like, is that a bad thing? Like, are they going to know more than I would because they're buddies with them? Is that fair? I don't know if that's the right answer. I don't know. The fair part kills me because, again, is it fair if Patrick Mahomes tells his friend Steph Curry and his friend makes money off of it? Is that fair? Like, nothing in life is fair. You know, like, there's always inside information in everything that happens in the entire right, world, in business, in gambling, in everything. So you're not going to regulate that out. It's just how people Here's do business. Here's the thing. Like, I just don't understand why... My, my part against it is like I understand maybe feeling normal when you're a superstar like this is maybe gambling does that for you. It's kind of hard, it's hard for me to like wrap my mind around wait, that you need, that you need to like gamble to feel better. It's like I feel bad that like you don't get privacy and you don't get to necessarily do everything that you like would normally want to do as a normal person you don't necessarily you can't just flip it on to superstar mode and then go incognito mode and expect nothing to happen like i get that and that's it can be tough i understand I, yeah I, but like you're you're being paid millions and millions of dollars to like is there really nothing else that can help you feel normal like you have to gamble and now matt everyone's different on this but you could obviously wrap your brain around how the most hyper competitive people in the entire world would find a lot of excitement in gambling. And literally, the whole documentary about Michael Jordan in The Last Dance, like, was he kicked out of the league for gambling? He had he addressed it when he played the Suns in the first of his, you know, two three-peats, by the way. He won a title uh, three years in a row, twice. Yeah, just, no, I'm, just so I'm we're aware. aware of that. I don't, that really hasn't happened, I think, since the Lakers with Kobe Bryant. Just in case people were wondering, it was pretty unique and special. But when Jordan did it that last time, before he played the Suns, he actually addressed because there was stuff about his gambling. And he said, "Yes, I love to gamble, and I go to I go to casinos, and I bet gambling on uh, golf, and I ga- I gamble on a million things with my friends. I do all of that. I, I do every bit of it." And he was basically said, "I don't have a problem because I have basically it's like I have millions of dollars. I can gamble. It gives me joy. It's what I like to do. It's my hobby. So it's more the idea of I get what you're saying." Of like they can gamble, they can do all these other things. They can gamble if they're friends. Like here's the thing: if, if I'll go back there, if Aaron Rodgers wanted to bet Jordan Love 
a thousand dollars, ten to one odds that I will have a I will throw more touchdowns than you this year. See, between two guys like that, I don't really have an issue. That doesn't but, affect but, anybody. But it, that it both does players throw. want to do their absolute best to win. But no one's sloughing off. But that would be like daily fantasy football. Are they sloughing off? Maybe Aaron Rodgers no, knows no, that the daily fantasy football. Like I again, I don't necessarily. And daily fantasy football is weird because betting on yourself to do well isn't really an issue, right? But in my eyes, but that's my point of like it's it's knowing that like. Somebody who might be the second most expensive running back overall isn't feeling good today because he's your boy, but, but again, or, he, inside, or you room with him because like he's these, on your team. But the inside information so you stuff don't is, pick is, him up. is bunk, though, because like everyone, everyone's got info. If here's the thing: is everyone thinks they have info, but like that is like real info. Like you can call a guy, but you're just assuming that this guy knows somebody who's right. Okay, but if, but if, when you're a player and you're literally talking to the other player and that's what he's telling you, it's like that is bona fide, one hundred percent fact. But okay, but other let's. But again, it's as, how different factually is that? Uh, let's say in the NBA, it's not crazy to think that. Okay, um, these are not the right names. These people will never gamble, but this is a good way to do it. So, Russell Wilson, okay, couldn't talk to uh, Johnny Davis, and Johnny Davis hears from Russell Wilson that it's not an injury report because they're just you know texting back and forth, having a right. conversation. They're both Badgers, and they're talking, and here's here from Russell that hey, the top three receivers are out. For the Broncos, so now Johnny Davis gets placed that bet. So that's inside information that Johnny got from a direct source, right? And, John, and it's fully legal. So my point is, inside that's information. not that's letting information out about your team. That's but not that's, legal that's for that, what but, Russell but, did. But okay, but is Russell sharing it, or is he having a conversation? He clearly shared it. But I mean, having a conversation, talking, but but, but like Jim, that's that's really hard. Like if, I, if Russell and Johnny are talking as alums, and then Russell has been like, "Man, it's a tough week. These guys are hurt," and like they're just having a conversation. Yeah. Russell's sharing that as a friend. Right, no, one hundred percent. But like, it, it's it's your job to not leak it. That especially but that's like not that leaking. that is, Jim. It is talking about situations on your team, regardless if you're if you're just babbling okay, with a it, friend, is leaking information. Okay, but what happens if I know NFL people and they accidentally tell me something? Are they, so then they, they screwed they, up. But then yeah. and they should be suspended for it. I mean, I don't know if they should necessarily if they get caught and they do, it's they screwed up. That's because it's the rule. But now they're not allowed to have friends. To your point, my point is like you were saying, like all oh, these guys need to gamble. Under some of these rules, they're not allowed to have friends and have conversations with their friends. <laughs> so again, it just goes uh, you're, back. You're to, parsing it a little bit. I'm not parsing it. Like okay, people, he does. He can say, "Hey, it was a rough week at you, work. What you was are, it about?" You are Nothing. aware. You are no, but people don't do that. You are aware <laughs> enough. You are in these celebrity circles enough to know that that is a closed group, Matt. That is a group of people that only people in that stratosphere can understand what you're going through. Like that is a it is a close circle of people who a very small amount of people in this world would know what like Russell or some of those guys are going through, right? Like that yeah, is yeah, I get so it. like now you're telling in theory you're saying that if they were shared information amongst their friends just having fun they're out drinking Russell again I'm using Russell as an example because this would never happen Russell's out and he, he had one too many mimosas and he lets it slip to someone that is his good friend and that good friend just takes that info and says, well, I got this info. I might as well just gamble with it. And now, do you see why it's the lines are hard to draw? And yeah. you see why it's yeah, hypocritical? But, you know, the easy line to draw is if you just don't gamble, then there, in, in no situation is, like, can you but, be in uh, trouble if you just don't? Okay, but that's different. If Russell, but again, these rules are so... This sharing information gray. thing, I get it's what gray. you're saying. It, it's, it's very it's weird, but like, he doesn't have to share with somebody that I don't know. One of their what, uh, what? What's his name? Sutton. 
Who's the wide receiver for the Broncos? I can't. Court, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. He's not gonna like. Why would he tell somebody that he's got a broken ankle? Like he hurt his ankle today in practice. He's not gonna put him on that. We're not gonna put him on the in- injury report. But he kind of twisted it and he's hobbling around a little bit. Well, I mean, again, a broke, a nasty. Like no, I'm not, I didn't say break. I'm changing. I'm changing what I'm saying. Like but I watched him kind of roll it. But again, he walked f- it off and continued to practice. But I don't think he's moving 100 percent right now. But if so like, why w- would you share that with somebody? But what happens if he's like someone gives him a call and he's like, "How you feeling?" Like, "Hey, what's going on, man?" And like, ah, I'm having a tough day. Roll my ankle and stuff. And now all of a sudden he's suspended. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I guess I get that. Part, so my like, point is like these are written to honestly. It's it's kind of like the NCAA. These are written that if we catch you, we can say, "Oh, you can't share inside information." People are sharing inside information. That's my point. Of you can see how easily inside information. Well, obviously they're sharing. So that's why there's I will, professional gamblers I push, that you right, call. I will push back strongly on this has anything to do, and that's my whole point. And uh, we had someone chime in, Michael and Spring Grain. You're arguing about nothing. There's nothing wrong with protecting your image, even if you look like a hypocrite. We're not saying there's anything wrong, Michael. Actually, with protecting your image, what we're saying is the NFL is hypocritical. Yes, they are protecting their image. And we're not saying anything wrong with that. But that's my whole point. The NFL is being hypocrites because the only reason these public rules are in place is to protect their image, and they're being hypocritical because they're protecting their image. From an industry that is paying okay. them billions of dollars. Here's the thing: when it at the end of the day, all the NFL is is optics. So yes, by putting these rules in place, they are also in te- in mind protecting the integrity of the game. Because no, no, if the integrity no, that, of the game that, that, that is sacrificed, then all the of a sudden your of optics brand. are bad. No. You're, you see, you're, you're saying it. You're saying it. They I, are protecting the you, integrity of the brand, and I agree with you. That's they are the protecting, end goal, but they're no, to but that's what protect they're doing. the brand. Sometimes, if if you allow gambling so you and people look at it believe, poorly, that's it's going to negatively affect your brand. But, but you honestly believe that there are not players making cash bets with each other off the books. You really believe in the NFL? That's not happening. It hasn't happened forever. I do believe that's happening. You 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 believe they are betting. Against I each mean, other, cash bets. The most competitive people in the here's world the thing. have cash bets against each other. Correct? Yes. Okay. So my point is, and again, we're close. We're not. I'm not saying the NFL shouldn't have rules. We'll set aside where the rules should exist. The question we're asking, Matt, is it hypocritical that they are putting these rules in place? I say yes. Now I understand why they're in place, and should they be in place? Yes, because you're about the whole idea is you're trying to protect the shield. If you're trying to call in eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six, I don't know if you can because it looks like all the phone numbers are blocked. But Alex Shoff is on his phone goofing around, so who knows? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six is how you chime in if you were trying to call in. All the numbers were blocked, but now you can call in. You can also text in as well. We get a lot of text messages there. But I just wanted to uh, point these different things out and. Look, Rutgers and any guy goes a whole other way. Look at all the other things of sexual assault and violence that players are getting less suspensions for than the gambling. So again, right. it's so again, it's all <laughs> it's all about protecting Nobody's the brand. Disagree with that. But yeah. but again, it, what the main question is: the NFL being hypocrites? Yes, they are reaping in billions of dollars and then also saying gambling bad for our guys. They're trying to protect their image. There's nothing wrong with being hypocritical. There's nothing wrong with trying to protect your brand. That's their purpose as a business. So don't you're saying the only way, like, they shouldn't take money from DraftKings if they don't want to allow their players to I'm, gamble. I'm, I'm, I'm because not, they are pure. They are a marketing entity. 
to, to not take an offer like DraftKings because you don't want your players gambling because you're worried about optics and but I know you don't I, agree and the integrity no, of the game. It's God, crazy. They always have cared about the integrity of the game. This has nothing to do with the integrity of the game. Gam- Jim, but you cannot say gambling doesn't. The, the Chicago Black Sox are a thing. Right, and when was that? You're telling me you it would never my, happen you, again? You proved my point. It How happened. did I prove your Tim point? Tim Donaghy happened. It happened when it was legal. You proved my point. Yes. You exactly proved my point that it's existed forever and people cheat all the time and these rules have nothing to do with the integrity of the game and all about the brand of the game. And I don't care. It's fine by trying to protect the brand of the game. My point is... People are going to illegally gamble forever. All those players forever. got banned from baseball. Right, but you proved my point that the rule, it, does, it did not affect the integrity of the game. Yes, it did. They, they intentionally g- lost. That, but, right. it, that integrity but, Matt, of the game was gone. But these rules, my point being that these rules existed like that a long, long time ago, forever. My whole point was forever players have bet money on games. Whether it was legal or illegal, they've always bet money on yeah, games. and forever and you, you could get in point. trouble for it. And now they're still doing right, it, and but, here we are like, but you're poor saying, you, what did you know? How you didn't no, know? No, but that's not that's that's so sad. Wait, Matt, no, we already agreed that's not the, that's not the conversation today. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, our conversation doesn't matter because the rules are the rules, and if you don't follow them, you're going to get fined. So, like, our conversation oh, no, no. really okay, doesn't we're, matter. We're, we're done now, because if you're going down there, fine. You're right. The rules are the rules, Grandpa. got to follow the rules. Never speed. Always wear your seatbelt. Never smoke weed. Never exceedingly never drink socks. Al- never drink alcohol before the age of 21. Every one of those rules, you have to follow them to a T. Absolutely, Grandpa. This is Rutledge Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. You know who else crushes it? My good friends at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. You can drive out there. Uh, you can. Uh, you know what I can do? I can get in my truck from Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. I can take my camper down uh, past the Illinois border and just because I wouldn't do it otherwise. Right. But because it's legal down there, I'll gamble down there and I'll get some weed down there because it's legal down there. Yeah. But then I have to do it all down there. I can't exactly. come back here. Because yeah. the only reason anyone does anything is because it's legal or not illegal. Uh, but Sin and Chevy, I'm on I appreciate Horeb, you following you, the rules. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's the only thing. I buckle my seatbelt. Uh, I never break any. Never. I never speed in my truck from Sin and Chevy in Mount Horeb. But if you're only, if you want to be only minutes away from a better buying experience, go see Dan and his team out at Sin and Chevy in Mount Horeb. Let's go out to Rob and Madison. What's up, guys? What's up, Rob? I was about to say you guys should take a little field trip to South Beloit and go on abs on a couple couple joints. You guys are bickering like bickering like Scalzo and Brust. Oh, I you know. know. And that Don't is make not me pull my best for. of Madison vote. <laughs> Don't make me pull my best of Madison vote, boys. All right, uh, Robbie. So with no, just wait here. Just wait. Yeah. So back to the like the uh, NFL rules. I mean. That's why there's common sense laws and rules, and there's an adult in the room making those rules and who makes the determination. You know, it's when, like, say if, oh, so-and-so is injured, well, say if that guy says it, his buddy goes to it, and then he gets a kickback, that's a problem. But 
that's why there's not morons in charge of all this. And they're going to look into it. Like, what was it? Probably like, when was the original guys that got fined and suspended? Like a month ago? 60 days ago? A couple months. Yeah, about that. It was about maybe a month, month and a half. And, yeah. everybody knew that there was an- and everybody knew there was another batch of players coming. Why did it take so long? Because the adults in the office made common sense, you know, thinking happen, not just black and white. So, there, I just solved it for you. No more bickering. There you go, Rob. <laughs> well, moving on, we're going to throw some stones. Bicker about other things. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. No, 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 this no, is Throwing yes. Stones, presented by Metro no, Kia of Madison, no, no, Madison's no, trusted no, Kia yes. dealership. What's the worst way to die? <laughs> Drowning. I'm not saying it. <laughs> what do you mean you're not saying it? Because the people... Gambling. Five people just experienced it. Drowning. Submarine? Implosion? Can you no, imagine? No. Well, wait, no, implosion. If you read all the stuff, you, it happens so fast, your brain doesn't even process that you're dying or you're dead. Oh, oh my gosh. That would not be the worst that way That looks die, brutal, though. Yeah, but you wouldn't even know it happened. Oh. You'd be like, oh, look at us going to Titanic. Boom. Yeah. We're in heaven now. What sorry, happened? Sorry, I just needed to morbidly like lighten the mood around here. Are you guys okay? Yeah. It's fine. It seemed to get a little personal there at some points. What personal? What's personal about it? I'm not going to repeat what gamble. was said. I know, I'm not going to repeat what was said between the two of you, but it happened on the air. It seemed a little personal. Everybody okay? I'm just making yeah. sure. I, I have no idea what would have been I'm personal. I'm doing my so. job as the executive producer, checking on my talent. Uh, Strovey, sometimes <laughs> we're going to disagree and yeah. not come to an agreement, and it's going to get heated, but that's like... The idea that is we're we're not going to let it affect us. Alex, I have done shows and bickered with people from Knightsville to Scalzo across the board, and I have no problems with any of them. Yeah, maybe they have problems. Every once in a while, we're going to bicker about stuff. Jim's not always right in my mind, and I'm not always right in his. Rutledge is an idiot. I agree, Jim. All right, let's move on. LeBron James knocking down his thirty-seven million dollar mansion to build quote. My dream home. <laughs> what do you make of that news, Matthew? Uh, $37 million mansion gone so LeBron James can build his dream home. You know, honestly, I have zero issue with that. If you make that much money and you can afford it and you love the location, go ahead and do it. That's the one thing for all you people who are looking to buy a home. Homes... They're going to be different. There's going to be homes you like. You can never, ever, ever change the location of your home. LeBron probably just really likes the spot. Yeah, you're tearing down an enormous home that is perfectly fine, I'm sure. But, you know, you have the money. Just do it. I don't have. I don't see an issue with this. Uh, yes and no, I, I hope. But I'm, LeBron seems like a pretty responsible person. I mean, I hope he's trying to salvage as much as possible. That, that's massive waste. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be like some upcycling to yeah. something. Yeah. Like, you so can I, take the usable stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I hope that's the case because it, it does seem like massive waste. And where is this home? Probably near LA. In California, yeah. In California. So, like, yeah, if you're by the ocean, like, that's what happens. Like, it's weird that you would tear down your own stuff and build on top of it. But, like, when I lived in South Florida, heck, if you live by the lakes here, most of the people tear down the old houses from the 50s and 60s. Someone moves, that person yeah. sells their house for six, seven $700,000, and then someone puts a million-dollar house on top of it. I, mean, heck, I guess some of them. But the only difference is, like, those houses are trash that were torn down, right. and then they're built a new well, one on top of it. I, I actually have a family friend who had a perfectly good house on the lake, and they just upgraded it because they knew that if it was bigger they could sell it for more but upgraded they, or tore it down and they rebuilt. tore it down and rebuilt how it. like how old is the house 
I mean, you know, 70s probably, so, 60s. But I'm saying like this. The, like, the only difference like, is like this is a mansion that's being yeah, torn down. Yeah. That's, that's I, it. I, mean, I was saying it's still a perfectly functional house. This house yes. was in good shape. But that happens, not, like that happens off the house from the 70s torn down. wanted to make more money off of it when they saw it. Yeah. I don't blame them. No. All right. I saw maybe the most messed up thing I've ever seen on the internet today. And I'm just going to ask you about it. All right. So it is a couple pictures of a statue in France. French journalist Victor Noir, I believe is how you say that. Mm-hmm. And his grave, I'm just going to read what this tweet from History in Memes. Uh, oh, so factual stuff there, right? Uh, oh, it is. Oh, yeah. It's like I looked into it. or whatever. I looked into it. Bakhtiari and Tauscher follow. So the, the grave features a sculpture with a highly noticeable pro- protuberance in his trouser area. And this is because there is a... <laughs> This is because there's a myth where women can enhance fertility, bring about a blissful sex life, or even find a husband within a year by following this ritual. The ritual involves placing a flower in the upturned top hat, kissing the statue on the lips, and um, rubbing an area of the statue. Over time, these specific parts of the statue have become worn due to the legend's popularity. Uh So I ask you, um, not necessarily if you believe in, like, you know, what would this be? Uh... Myth? Myth? Yeah, you, not if you believe in myths or legends, but would you, uh, I guess, get gratification from a statue if the opportunity presented itself, Jim? <laughs> well, wait. Are they, I thought they... Uh, anyways, no, but I will say this. Uh, in all seriousness, look, I, I've heard horror stories, people trying for fertility or do these sorts of things. Like, people get desperate. So, like, yes, it is very important. It's a serious topic. Like, I would say that if people had fertility, uh, fertility issues, like, I... I wouldn't shame anyone for trying to to get that solved. Yeah, uh, and, and so that how, part how about of it, the husband part of it, finding a husband within the year if you do this. Again, we've all seen what is it? Uh, the wedding? What's the movie with Chris Bridesmaid? Mm-hmm. Again, everyone's got their own personal part of it. So I'm yeah. not going to shame anyone if they're wow. desperate for love. I'm okay. not going. I'm not going to do it, but I, I would will. shame them for doing <laughs> yeah, it. See, that's the thing. Like Barney Stone, I'm in. This sounds like the same kind of thing. Basically, good luck. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to go seek out luck, go ahead and do it. Yes, I mean, I, again, I think traditions like like that kind of thing are fun. I even though they <laughs> might time, not right? have any That's sort like a lot of fun. No, yeah. seriously, it's like yeah. For some reason, we all thought that kissing the statue of this guy and <laughs> rubbing his ding dong, his his statue ding dong, is going to bring me a husband. Like that's just funny. Like we know it doesn't. It's lore, right? But yeah, it's funny lore. Like why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. It's a statue. Last one for you, fellas. This comes from our friend Tim and Mount Horeb, who sent this to me earlier this week. We just haven't had the time to get to it. So, the uh, new dish out in China, the new fad, is stir-fried stones. So they take stones, they mix them or fry them in like a, a wok, and season them like you would a normal stir-fry. Rocks. Except it's just stones, okay. right? So you suck on them and dispose of them. That's a direct quote from CNN's article. Suck and dispose. Uh, <laughs> do, what you, do what you will with that. I'm just like curious if you guys would try hair this. Metal band. It does not sound filling whatsoever, but I, I think I would try it, Matt. I mean, uh, yeah. It's one of those things like you try just to say you did it. I obviously am not going to enjoy a rock covered in soy sauce and seasonings. <laughs> like I don't, I'm, I don't understand it, but again, 
not gonna knock it, and I'm definitely gonna give it a spin if someone offers it to me. I'm not gonna pay for hey, that. Hey, where though. was this? China. 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 So I would say again, like there's certain things that would like gross me out that I wouldn't be able to eat. But if I was somewhere and this was like the the um, the delicacy, or they wanted me to try it, I could try one. Why not? Yeah. Again, like it's a not gonna hurt. Rock. Like this one's not gonna hurt me. Like there's other things that might make me gag or, or different types. But if it's just trying it, why not? It doesn't seem to bother anything. <laughs> I wouldn't make it myself. But if somewhere's famous for it. And I don't have to pay for it. Just right. let me try it. Yeah, sure. I'm definitely not purchasing seasoned rocks to suck on. Again, if it was like sure. seasoned glass, no. <laughs> I'm not buying seasoned rocks to suck on. Yeah. A year from now, we're going to see Matt coming back from some tournament. Oh, and be no like, doubt. Hey, guys, I got you a bag of uh, rocks to suck on. <laughs> I might. You keep that, telling me that, I'm wrong all day. I might bring you a rock to suck on. <laughs> <laughs> Last one, fellas. Today, National Body Piercing Day. If I required you to get a body piercing right now, what would it be, Jim? Oh, God. Different than, like, ear? I think uh, it has to be somewhere I cannot visibly see right now. Which what? I guess you're wearing headphones. So. Yeah. Man, uh, like a nose count? Sure. That wouldn't be great on me, but I think it's better than the we're rest. Are we doing a stud or are we doing like the bull one? In the I think septum? I do like a stud. Oh, Tupac man. Shakur. I, I, I want to see Tupac Jimmy with Shakur a style. Yeah. Tupac Shakur style do the uh, the stud. Because, look, man, it's just not my thing. Yeah. I had a lip ring when I was like 20 years old. Oh, so really? Big, you should big lose for having a lip big ring. Big regrets on that one. Took that. It probably had had it for like What was your dad's months. reaction to that one? I wasn't living at home. Okay. I was, that was but the year I was like, up to lose. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, come on. I'm sure he was just like dumb kid. Yeah. But again, it's just piercing. You just take it out. Yeah, true. Anyway. Uh, I don't, I don't know what I would go for now. You seem like a nipple piercing type of guy. Uh, I don't mean that in a rude I way. I think that would hurt. Yeah, honestly, I like- might, I might lean maybe the septum. Honestly, it would just be like a little like mustache trinket. Nah, I'd rather you when you take the tarp off. Which you got some happened r- so frequently, <laughs> but it was feel like it's. I feel like it's like uncomfortable. You act like you didn't take your. I had off a on friend who did week. it, and they said it was like brutal. Like driving home, what, he couldn't even like use Wait, that. This was arm. the septum, or this is the, the nipple piercing? Septums in your nose. I'm aware. I <laughs> okay. didn't know which piercing he was referring to. Yeah, and again, I had a friend that did that, and he said it was just absolutely brutal. I, I, yeah, I, I don't want that. No, I'd get one. Ugh. Just one. Here's the thing. There's no point to that. You got to double up if you're doing it. No, just one. <laughs> you're so weird. Just the left one. So you be so uh, Taylor can walk you around the apartment or what? Yeah, let's leash it up. There you go. Oh Kinky. My gosh. Get out of here. Good job, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Matt. Huh. You're right. Thanks. Hey. Hey, Matt. I know you're right about one thing, and that's about how much you love revive restoration. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, I do. I wish they could come and clean up this wreck, <laughs> but they could take care of other accidents instead of the ones that you hear on the radio. You know, things like smoke, water, uh, fire, mold. They can remove asbestos and do a whole lot more for you. Revive Restoration has your home covered 24-7. Nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do, you can count on Revive Restoration and the Revive Pros to be professional, efficient, and detail-oriented as they make things right again. There's no project too big or too small, so the next time you need help restoring your home or business back to its former glory, Revive Restoration has your back. You can go to revivepros.com, or you can call our friend Josh over at Revive Restoration. 
This Best Ru- in the business. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show. Almost uh, ended up with a pet bat at the Rutledge household uh, during the show yesterday. Matt Hamilton, I got a, <laughs> I got a text from my wife, the photo of a bat in a box, and um, <laughs> I didn't know what to, to make of this. So I initially asked, and this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, he's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge, uh, and if Matt, if Matt's blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush a Coors Light. <laughs> Alex Strofe behind the glass. So this bat is in a box, and my wife sends me the photo of it. And I said, "What? where did this come from? So apparently when they were at the playground, they found this bat on the ground in the middle of the day. So not a vampire bat because uh, <laughs> it was still moving around. And they decided in their, I guess, tree-hugging wisdom, they were going to save this bat. So they gathered up this bat, put it in a shoebox, and brought it uh, back to the house. And okay. my wife then all of a sudden got very worried because she's like, if this bat dies... Like here, all these children who are all ten or under are going to be distraught. Because my first thought was, "Oh God, did Dolly, our dog, did she catch this bat? Because she's been known to flag down birds and kill them in front of the kids' daycare. <laughs> so not the best experiences in the past with with this. So I thought maybe Dolly flagged down his bat and attacked it. She's also gotten bunny rabbits too. So, anyways, I guess my question would be eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What do you do with this bat? Now, there, we did find out what to do with them, but what would you do? And Alex and um, Matt can chime in here as well. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. If you tried to rescue a bat, what would you do? Uh, I can tell you what I would do because I've been in a very similar situation. Right. I found a bird. Okay. Right? And we were, it was me and my backyard neighbor. I'm just picturing Dumb and Dumber now. <laughs> basically, me and my... Uh, he's a younger friend. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was probably 12 at the time. He was 10. And we found this bird in his backyard and felt bad for it. It was clearly just hopping around. It didn't couldn't fly. Yeah. Anyway, we put it in a shoebox. Same thing. We go to his parents. And they're like, well, I guess we take it to like the, a clinic. Of some sort. So, okay. yeah, we actually took it to, like, I think it was on, like, uh, Broadway, you know, down yeah, kind of yeah. on that east side. There's, like, a, it's not an animal shelter, but, I don't know, some, like, urgent care for animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns out all they do is just charge you, like, $125 to euthanize it because there's really nothing they can do oh, great. for the wild animal. So, if it is, like, actually injured, it's it's a goner. All right. Strofe, what would you have done? <laughs> Uh, well, and I was devastated, like those kids were. I did not feel super great that we thought we were saving this thing, and then all of a sudden uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, we put it down." <laughs> yeah, but that's one hundred twenty-five bucks. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Here's the issue: I would never be in a position to want to save a bath. If I saw what? a struggling bat on the ground, I don't. It, wasn't know, cute. it was like a cute little animal. I mean, a I small bats, bats are cute. Bats are zero percent. Like they they take out all the things that bite you. Yeah, they, they get rid they of mosquitoes. They are so good for you. Didn't they start COVID? 
No. Right. Okay. Let's, okay. That's all right. Guys. Here's the thing. What? You don't <laughs> know what it is. It was a wet market. We. Uh, who knows? What I'm, it not, is. Gonna I'm get, not gonna get all right. it. All right. Didn't somebody? You know. You're saying someone ate a bat? No, not ate. Oh, come on. What, have you been watching <laughs> South Park? Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. First of all, in South Park, it was a pangolin. If you go to a website and it starts with the letter Q, don't get the news from it, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's, it it it's could have been a bat. Real. Yes, it could have been a bat, but that's not the issue. There is not a lot of things more satisfying so you than just, watching a, a bush. bush. So you would just let the... Apparently, Strove gets satisfaction out of watching a baby bat die no, in no, the no, sun. No, 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 no satisfaction. I just... I, I don't know what you I just would ignore do. I call it? like animal control and leave. You wouldn't. You would just leave it there. I'm not picking that thing up. Not with like a shoebox and like a, like a towel. If that makes me a bad person, I'm sorry. No, I'm just asking. So you would just let it die. No, I'd call somebody. So Strove has a weird bat complex. I don't like bats. What about okay. a bird? What about an animal? Do like not a bunny? like flying things in general. Well, birds aren't real. Oh God! All right, geez, stop with the Q sites. All right. <laughs> What about a bunny rabbit? Let's say it's like yeah, yeah. That, now you're in the right territory. I'd help. Okay, I'd do whatever it takes. See, I you think like bunnies are more then? of a nuisance than bats are. Bunnies like dig around in my gardens and stuff. They've been eating my peppers. All four of my pepper plants gone because of rabbits. Well, I don't own a house, so I don't have. So that you know what? Save the save the bat. Forget the bunny. Uh, House D chimes in, and I'm with him on this one. Uh, you, we speaking of bats, we all need to watch what we do in the shadows. Uh, I yes. do hear that is really funny. That show is ten out of ten. Hilarious. And I believe Nicolas Cage is in a new movie where he plays like a vamp- he's a vampire. Yeah, yeah, that one looked like I wanted one I wanted I'll to see as well. I'll, I'll tell you what, I won't be watching. Oh God! Anything a- with Nicolas Cage in it? Yeah, he's a weird Nicolas Cage hater. He grew up in like that meme era where he was like a bad actor yeah. according to the meme, and he's like all. Fact, saw it on the internet. Yep. This Q site yep. said Nick, Nick Cage was bad at it. Uh, Mike the Postman chimes in, uh, wooden spike through the heart. Can't be too careful. Wow. That's what, <laughs> whoa, that's like what Strofe would do. Mike's got it. Tim, Tim in Oregon chimes in, if it died, I'd give it a little burial. I promise you this, if it had died, you were burying it. We were burying it. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to have a priest come over and conduct a whole thing. No, maybe uh, an exorcism. If you forget, I'm an ordained minister. As so am when, I. Yeah. So when we had to bury the uh, guinea pig, <laughs> I uh, said Can a few words. Can you give me a taste of that? No, I have no idea. You I, said a few words. What were those few words? Could not tell you. Could not tell you. <laughs> we at are all. gathered here today to celebrate the life of a great pet. You're talking <laughs> to the guy that when my wife took it to the vet, and they're like, "Yeah, it'd be like five hundred dollars to like." Save or keep the like do a surgery on a guinea pig, keep it alive longer. I'm like, well, I guess it's gonna die at some point. <laughs> I'm not spending five hundred dollars. I could buy five hundred. I could buy five thousand guinea pigs or whatever for five hundred dollars. Like, no, <laughs> like, are you insane? Like, why would I spend this kind of money on something that's? Judgmental it was like four gym. years old. They have a lifespan of like five to six years. Like, pass. Jim probably got up there and went in Peru. Mr. Wiggles was a delicacy, right? But here he was a pet. <laughs> Pretty good, man. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure something along the lines like you all love this uh, guinea pig very much. I can't remember the name of the guinea pig. I literally can't. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, it's gone. So the, if you are wondering, the bat, uh, my wife uh, called essentially some sort of animal control, humane society thing. If you are wondering, at least in the Oregon area, Madison area, they will not help bunnies anymore. They're maxed out on that. But the bat, they did come and pick up. They took it. We don't know if it lived or died, but they came and took it, and they're trying to nurse it back to health. And that's what they told the kids. 
<laughs> well, that's what they, she told me too. Yeah, I, I would not be heartbroken either yeah. way. I mean, I would, they, it would, they sent them back to the farm so it could live happy and free at the farm. Right. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll have, live long enough to retire, and if it does, it should call Canopy Wealth Management. They take time to get to truly know and understand your dynamics and values and goals for your family. No family fits a generic mold. Neither should your financial plan. A Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. That's canopy-wealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. I got my head out the sunroof. I'm blasting my favorite tunes. I only got one thing on my mind. You got me stuck on the thought of you. You're making me feel brand new. You're more than a sunshine in my eyes. You got those pretty eyes in your head. You know it. You got me dancing in my bed. So let me show it. You are exactly what I want. Kinda cool and kinda not. Wanna give myself to you. Roger Hamilton, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We roll on. And, uh, man, Bat's got some uh, interesting play on the show. Clinkster chimes in asking if my wife knew that it could be rabid. You know, out of the two of us, I'll, I'll leave my... Uh, she definitely was aware, and I'm sure she kept the kids away of it, because out of the two of us, she's going to be the more precautious one than even I am. But you can chime in the show, 844-770-3776. What would you do? If you saw a baby bat struggling on the ground in the sun. I just want to that I heard that correctly. Did you just imply that you are a very cautious human? No. I'm saying that she would be the one that would be like, okay, we should not bring a bat into the house. Gotcha. Yeah. Dad's usually more of like, you know, when I take the kids to the park and my wife's there, she's like, why are you not like, why are you letting them do all this stuff? Like, they do this all the time. Like, you know, like, it's one of those things. Of, I don't like, they need to just go and fall and like, they're fine. I mean, if they do something really reckless and stupid, I'll break, I'll, I'll rein them in. But thankfully, girls less likely to do something really insane. That's fair. Yeah, they usually try to pull off some really wild gymnastic stunts and stuff like that, but nothing like jump off the top of a swing set. Like yeah. that would be something that I would imagine could happen, but not not for my kids. There, this is uh, <laughs> Relative, Relative Hamilton. They they will not be doing something like that. So. Uh, guys, I have a project here, and I would love uh, people to chime in with any suggestions. 844-770-3776. So my wife has, we at our old house, we had a clothesline. She loves hanging clothes out in the clothesline, loves the smell of it. And like your clothes, you know, you get the sun dry and like yeah. she just like the fresh air smell on your clothes. And it does smell nice. So she's been on this for a while. Now I've been in the house for a few years, and so she's been trying to get this done. So my father, now one, the ground is really hard right now, So, uh, which is less than great trying to dig a hole. But my father-in-law came out. He helped me because he's a farmer. He can just kind of help me put together. We put together the, the, the base, the two pieces Wait, of- you married a farmer's daughter? Yes. Yes. There's so many country songs about you. Oh, there we go. Uh, as you know, I'm a big country fan, so I know, I know all those songs. Uh, but, so Matt, I've dug into the ground in two different spots in the yard, and I hit rock- like less than a foot in like big like unmovable rock like i <laughs> so i'm getting the feeling that and nice thing about this is that we live in a house currently where like some pump knocking wood like never runs and now i think i know why because i think when they built this neighborhood i think they just laid sod down on like a couple you know a couple inches of dirt and grass down on top of a lot of limestone or rock because 
everywhere I dig in this yard, about a foot down, I'm running into unmovable rocks. So <laughs> now we're in this position of my wife wants me to try a few more holes in the yard. I'm like, fine, but I really just want to have a bunch of holes in the yard because I don't think in these three places I've tried, we're going to be able to find a new spot that doesn't have massive rock underneath it because everywhere I'm digging, I'm running into it. But the idea is what we've come up with, and maybe someone's got better ideas. I was going to get some like half whiskey barrel sort of things. You can buy them at the store and fill those with cement and then put the post in that. Now, I've seen some stuff like that on Pinterest, but I will take any other suggestions to get around this. Obviously, I have to cut the post down so it'll be at the right height for her because right. usually you put it in the ground. But that one then, so basically I'd fill it about halfway, three quarters with cement so it won't tip or won't go anywhere and put dirt on top and then she could put, put some flowers in it. Right. Well, I think it's kind of So that's dope. one idea, but if you got another idea, Matt, I know you're handy. Maybe your friends at Olson Toon could uh, you know, give me an idea as well, but you could chime in 844-770-3776. Um, I was thinking it might be easier than trying to like find a whiskey barrel and cutting it in half and then obviously dealing with wood and keeping that fresh you can just buy some of those like pavers paver stones and yeah. stack them almost like you were making like a fire pit just make two same idea fill the half bottom half of concrete in your post and then dirt on the top half and okay do flowers. yeah that'd be a more but a then you could just it's like a permanent thing where the rocks are never going to need like maintenance where that barrel you're probably either going to have to get a new one or at the very least like restain the wood that- just to keep it you know, it would look nice, yeah. but I think the rock or some sort of like finished landscaping, maybe it's brick, maybe it's paver stones, maybe it's like just cinder block. I don't know, but I think it, that that's what a I good would idea. Because go I wasn't going to like the whiskey, like selling it like the big box stores now, you can buy like when it's already cut in half. But your yeah. point of the wood part is interesting. You're, that is a good point. Yeah, because you got to maintain a deck, and you you literally bought a plastic deck so you didn't have to maintain a yes, wood deck. Yes. Why would you go ahead right, and put right. a wood barrel out there? <laughs> yes. Uh, I got to. Look, the phone lines have just blown up with this. Apparently, this was the topic of the day. JJ and Poinette, a five-gallon bucket with cement. That would work. I don't know. Not pretty, but it would work. Yes, yeah, so I don't know. My wife will, will, sign off, will sign off on that one. Tim in Oregon chimes in. Welcome to Rockland. Uh, one foot is pretty good. And um, he said, don't get stubborn and, and try to dig it uh, deeper, which is a good point. Now, a different part of Oregon I lived in was super swampy, and we had the sump right. pump ran 24-7. So I am happy <laughs> where we are now. Uh Chris from Watch Water chimes in, buy some treated two by fours, two by sixes, build yourself a little tripod to hang. We already built, we already bought these things. It's not a tripod. We already bought and built out. We, we didn't realize this was going to be a problem because we're over. Right. So everything else is built out. So I like the idea, Chris, but we're already far enough in. I got to figure out how to weight these stakes into the ground. A uh, Adam Madison chimes in, get a stake or a piece of rebarb a couple feet long and pound that into the ground to see if you hit rock. It gets a lot easier than digging a hole. That it was one thing we we're thinking about. Could we put something into the wood that would then kick out? Well, what he's saying is like you go to a spot, pound a piece of rebar in. If you hit a rock, you know not to dig there. There you go. I it's gotcha. a lot easier than oh, digging okay. a one foot hole yeah. on all sides and then hitting a rock and being like, shoot. Well, I dug a one by one hole. Yeah. And now I got to refill it. He's saying you can use it as a probe, essentially. They, that's actually a really good point because uh, one of the things we're thinking about was that like for fences, a lot of times you don't have to get very far on the ground and then they they kind of create like a footing like they kick out like it's like well, a. that's maybe something you could do you could maybe buy like a footed stand for it and then cover it with dirt that way it only needs to be a foot deep but it's like got a wide base that's and, and that's another thing weight. yeah that's another thing we're trying to figure out so i appreciate all of the the suggestions there this is rutledge and hamilton presented by the people's favorite beer coors light and i was right yeah, yeah you were